I am so excited because I have something different for you guys today, and we're going to go into our very first debt-free story. Um, as you guys know, if you're already a part of my Facebook group, there are several women in the group who are in on the journey to debt freedom, specifically paying off student loans, um, credit card debt, and other types of debt. And so today I have with me Angela, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her story, but let me introduce her first to you guys, and then we'll give her the floor to share her story with you. So Angela is a vision and lifestyle coach. She helps purpose-driven professionals craft clear vision for their life and develop the mental programs and habits to make that a reality. Oh, don't we all need that? Um, She also is the host of the Intentional Mind Podcast, a podcast that helps you intentionally design your life using the power of your mind, your faith, and your energy. When she's not podcasting or coaching, you can find her dancing in her tiny house in the upstate of South Carolina with her cats and husband. She also likes to travel, hike, and role play in, bro- in a broadcast journalist uh, as a broadcast journalist for a national crisis training exercises. What gets her the most excited is helping people believe for more and use the gifts they've been given to make their dreams a reality even better than they've ever imagined. She sounds like our best friend. She's our new best friend because we all need that, um, especially if you're part of the Financial Go-Getters fam. We need mindset and vision and um, lifestyle as well. So Angela, I have given you a small introduction, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you offer um, and just what you're all about. Yeah, thank you. So I am just really all about helping people really close get clear about what their vision is, and then actually be the person that makes that a reality. That is the hard part, is the being aspect of it, the changing your habits, changing your lifestyle, all of that stuff. So I really just love to support people on that journey. And I also know that all of us like have these desires on our heart. Like we know that we were meant for more. I assume if you're listening to this, there's something telling you like I'm meant for more than how I'm currently living my life. And then we have like the mental stuff that gets in the way. Like, how is that going to be possible for you? Oh my gosh. Like, let's talk about debt. Like this is, this number is huge. Like, how would you ever pay this off? You only make this much. Like all of that chatter shows up and it really can hold us back. So in my work, I do a lot of work on like really kind of changing your mindset around it. And a lot of that comes from first getting clear on the vision, like what is it that you even want? And then asking the questions about who do you need to be? And the being aspect, um, what's involved in that is how you're thinking. So what are you telling yourself? What stories are you making up? What are you choosing to believe? What are you choosing to fill your mind with? And this makes me think earlier when we were talking, how you said when you were on your debt journey, how you spent so much time listening to podcasts and hearing stories of people that paid off their debt. And you were thinking like, I want to be like them. So you wanted to fill your mind with that, that it was possible. So that's a big part of the being aspect. Um, And then, you know, thinking like someone who has paid off their debt, that's really important. Like, what do they think? Because there's thoughts that led to those results. That's a part of the recipe. And there's action and behavior. So that's a lot of stuff that like I constantly obsess over and talk about. So I can talk about that all day long. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. You know, I love that because one of the things that you said, the very first step um, when you're working on your mindset is uh, one of the things that is part of the financial goal getters framework, which is clarity at the beginning. And it's more 
less geared towards mindset and more geared towards like you have to know your situation. Um, but then you can reframe your mind about it. So I love that you said that, like, you have to have what are those people thinking and their actions are following because we can um, like I use the analogy a lot of people wanting to lose weight and become fit. And they think they, you know, they see that person, of course, and they're like, you know, oh, I would like to have what they have. But when your mindset isn't changed around, like willing to make the sacrifice of like eating maybe something that you don't necessarily want to eat when you want to eat Kit Kat instead, you know, or different things like that, then then the results don't follow because the mindset and the action isn't there. Like the desire, but the why doesn't get strong enough. And when it gets strong enough, when you can reframe and become that person, oh, I love it so much. We could go on and on. But our purpose today is to talk about your journey to that freedom. So um, we're going to just go through a few questions. I'm super excited to hear, you know, how you went from like what type of debt you had um, and then how you went about paying it off. So why don't we start about that? Like, what was your experience um, with that and how did you come to obtain it? I guess if that's a lack of better, a lack for lack of better word, um, how did you get into debt? Um, and then what was your experience paying it off? So I got the debt, the huge number that I had, and combined with my husband mm-hmm. when we got married, it was 300000 And honestly, I don't even know if it was a little bit more or a little less. It got so confusing after a while because of all of the interest and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So I'm guessing it was about yeah. that level. So um, this was accumulated from a combined 14 years of college between both of us. And, you know... When we walked into our marriage, my husband brought the bulk of it because of his education. Like he's a dentist and it ain't cheap to go to school to be a dentist and for all the years. But really, like I was the one I'm going to take responsibility for the stuff that I brought in because I had a lot of like mental programming from, you know, my childhood, my parents. Like I didn't know how to manage money very well. And I was a first generation Mm -hmm. college student. So when it came to like, do you want to take some loans out? I'm like, yeah, give me all the loans. I didn't know the impact of that. I didn't even really understand, you know, um, the interest and how I would be carrying that burden for so long. And just even just the common sense that wasn't common for me around like, look, you went to school for nonprofit work. You ain't going to make that much money, you know? And you were taking out, what, $70,000, $80,000 worth of student loans? Like, when are you going to pay that back? You know, like this makes no sense. So I didn't know, I didn't have guidance. So even when I got what I call my big girl job, I still didn't take action around like really paying it. I still paid like Mm -hmm. the bare minimum. My husband, he grew up in a family that they really learned, you know, through generations how to manage money, I would say very well and, and be mindful of their spending and things like that. And although he came in with a lot of debt, he didn't come in with that kind of programming Mm -hmm. that I had. So then you bring us together and um, I just had a different (laughs) way of thinking about money, spending money, all of that. So anyways, we have all this debt and um, it was, at first we didn't know actually how much we had because it was just, we just knew we had a lot. It was like really overwhelming to think about. Um, So I kind of went through this process and I, I turned it into an acronym to make it easier for everyone to understand like how I got to the point of being so overwhelmed with so much student debt, just thinking about it made me want to throw up to actually paying it off and having the freedom now to use that, what I was paying on student loans to travel and, you know, invest in programs and ways I want to learn and all that. So um, the acronym we're using is 
alpaca, alpaca. So think of it as like the cousin to the llama, alpaca. So anyways, um, the first step was awareness to actually get clear and take a look at that wound that I would say I had. Because a lot of times, like, I've had friends that will be an enormous amount of right. debt. And when I start even mentioning it to them, they're like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, this is overwhelming. I don't even really know. Like, just let's not talk about this. And it gets worse and worse and worse. So it makes me kind of think about like, you have this wound that's like mm-hmm. bleeding and all of that, but yet you don't want to take a look at it. You just keep ignoring it. So my first step was getting clear. Like, we got to take a look at this. Let's get awareness around where we're at. So I we spent some time and just went through all the numbers, got an idea of what that debt was. And then we went on to the L part, which is learn. And that was, now that I'm aware of how much debt I have, I need to learn how to get rid of that debt. Mm -hmm. And I need to even learn around like, what is my even vision? So once I did that, I asked the questions that we kind of talked about earlier. It's like, who do I want to be? And I, I, I decided I wanted to be someone who was like, a philanthropist who had extra money to travel anywhere whenever they want all of that so that's the kind of person I want to be so then I'm thinking like what do I need to think how do I need to act what does my environment need to be like all of that stuff habits so how do I get the answers to that Mm -hmm. question is I look at someone who is that so when I thought about philanthropists I can do whatever travel anywhere I want the first person that popped in my mind was like Dave Ramsey, right? Because everybody knows the guru of like paying off debt. <laughs> so, all right. So big Dave pops in my mind and I'm thinking um, I need to learn from from him, right? Because he has what I would desire. So um, we were gifted financial peace during our, as a wedding gift, which is a phenomenal wedding gift, but we got that, but we didn't dive into it. So we had it for a while and I'm like, okay, it's time for us to dive into it. So I ended up diving into that and we did it once by ourselves and we did it twice in um, actual like church groups because changing your mental programming, like changing your ways and your habits, like it's not super easy to do. So like, it's pretty normal to do something like that multiple times and be, you know, keep working with it. So we did that. That was the learn kind of thing. The plan aspect um, for the P was basically now that I've learned the things that I I need to do and the strategies and all of that, I need to actually make a plan to make it happen. And then that was asking questions around like, who is going to pay attention to how we're spending? What does that even look like? Um, What exactly are we going to do? So um, one of the most impactful things for us was um, Dave's method of the snowball method. For those that don't know what that is, it's basically like you target the smallest um, or your smallest kind of area of debt. And then once that's done, you move on to the next one. It's like the snowball effect. So you take the money you're paying towards that smaller and then you add it to the other one. And we did that. So we targeted um, was my car. My car was the first thing that needed to be paid off. So we paid off that. We moved the car payment to my student loans because my student loans were less than my husband's. We paid off my student loans, and then we took both those payments and started paying off his student loans. So, and that's how we kind of really got to the point of where we are with a lot of stuff in between. So the the mm-hmm. ACT, or the A, the next A in the alpaca acronym is ACT. So actually going out and doing the thing. And then um, the C is being consistent with it. 
So like I said before, it's not always the easiest process because you're not used to living your life this way. So if you fall off the bandwagon, you get back on. And there was a lot of that that would happen. And, and just kind of like, as you start to pay more attention to your money, you learn more about your habits and you get more awareness and you constantly shift. And I just always just practice the mantra of, I choose progress over perfection. So that was allowing me to be consistent through the process. And then the last A is assess. So then I made this habit where I would be consistent with, assessing like what I'm, what it looks like. Am I still on the path to where I want to be on? And that looked like for me, making it a priority, like in my calendar. So I picked Mondays, Mondays were money Monday. And I set a specific time that I would look again at the budget and kind of just see like, are we on the path that we want to be on? And it wasn't just like, I didn't just leave it for once a week. I mean, I try to pay attention throughout the week, but at the very least once a week, I'm looking at it. And then kind of like wrapping up the month. And I do that still now. That's something that I say it's a habit that I programmed. And it's I'm continue, continuous with it every single Monday morning. So that's basically my journey. That's how we got to where we are now. And visioning. Visioning was a big part of it. Because we visioned ourselves being able to travel like when we wanted. Um, what it would be like if we had that money that we were paying towards student loans to use for travel. Like, where would we go? We kept that vision in our mind. I even like would repeat to myself over and over, I'm happy, healthy, and wealthy. Like, that's like my mantra even today. And to me, like, you know, everyone has their own definition of wealth. But for me, I thought if right. someone who is wealthy, this is my own definition, they're not carrying a bunch of debt with them. So instead of focusing too on also having the mantra of I'm debt free, like when you think about that, your mind goes to debt, debt, debt. And I don't want to be like manifesting more debt in my life. I don't want that word to be in my mind so much. So I switched it more to that kind of positive state. So I think a combination of going through this alpaca, if you will, method, and then keeping the vision in front of my mind, programming my mind, developing the habits of those that I admire led to me paying off that $300,000 in less than three years. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. That is so cool. You kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, and by the way, guys, I, I have a video, um, and I can, I'll change, maybe use the audio as well, but I'll put, post a link to it in the show notes about, um, the differences between, um, the dead snowball versus the avalanche versus the emotional method versus the Kiyosaki method. <laughs> There's like all different methods. Um, so that if you want a little bit more information about uh, what Angela meant by the snowball method, um, I'll have that resource linked below. But Angela, you alluded a little bit to my next question, which was about what mantras or beliefs um, helped you achieve your goals. And, you know, I think everybody, what I love about your story is that it's different from mine, but it's not, it's not mm-hmm. um, at the same time, because though I wasn't, present in the idea that, I mean, I wish I had been, but I didn't know about those things. Uh, the idea of like, you know, speaking life into yourself and then knowing consciously that you're looking to another person as an mm-hmm. example of what you want to be. Like, how cool is it to be that intentional about it? Mine was more of a subconscious as in like, I was looking to them and I was doing the words that, doing the actions that they, they yeah. said and listening the words that they said, but it was more like a student listening to instructions on how to do something. And then you absorb it and then you go apply it, but not necessarily internalize it as who you are. And I just love that. I just want to tell you, I really love that because it does, it helps you carry on 
those behaviors into the rest of your life because mm-hmm. you could have done that and with the extra income i mean if you paid off three hundred thousand dollars in less than three years then you would have a significant amount of extra income afterwards so what what keeps you from continuing along that journey to building wealth with that money besides embodying that person that you want to be and building and knowing the wealth that you want to build and the lifestyle that you want to build and so i really love that so um kind of expound upon that what you were saying about um, you know, what your, your mantra that you were telling yourself and the beliefs that helped you achieve your goals, but then kind of moving forward past your goals into what you're doing now. Yeah. So, um, another, I'm so glad you asked me this question because another belief that I didn't mention, um, was that this belief that every little bit counts. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you listen to people who I would consider to be good with money, they tend to have this belief that, yep, every, every little bit counts. And I think about, um, you know, like Dave will always preach around like, you know, just just really paying attention to like how you spend your money. It's the very small ways. And I'm thinking yeah. of who is the, oh, why am I losing his name? The wealthiest out there guy. Oh, uh, Warren. Yes. And, Warren. Yeah. And there's so many stories about like, you know, what he drives and how he lives his life and all this stuff. So um, every little bit counts. And I think that for me, like, it started with really embodying that belief. Like, if I believed every little bit counts, that means, like, Starbucks or any little amount that you're spending, you're like, oh, whatever, this is five bucks, this is two bucks. Like, all of that counts and adds up. So I really, um, like, an example would be, like, our cars. So let's go Warren Buffett style. Like, although we could drive nicer cars, like even than we have now, we are still to this day driving like our old beater cars. And people are like, what the heck? Why don't you just buy a new car? Why don't you buy like our neighbors are like, okay, because like a while ago there were some rats had gotten in my car and there was all these we cleaned it out, it's been clean, it's good. But our neighbors are like, you have more money, buy another car or get a loan. Like you can do this. And it's like, although we can, we're choosing, we're consciously choosing not to because we believe every little bit counts. So that money that would be going towards the cars, like personally, it comes back to values too, like spending my money based on what I value most. And for me, I value experiences more than I do having a nice car. Um, But even just like every little bit counts around like the things in our home, like we could sell a lot of things. And I know that you've done this too on your debt journey. Like you could sell things in your home that will add like stuff you don't even care about that you probably don't even know is there that would add up, that little bit would add up and really help you towards paying off your debt. I mean, last time we did this little suite before we transitioned from a bigger home to our little tiny home, um, I was just randomly getting rid of stuff and it totaled to like $2,500. And that was the last amount that we needed that I owed on my car. So that caused us to pay off our car based on random stuff in our house. So yeah, that every little bit counts is definitely something that we need to embody. Like, and it goes back to, to, you said you always like to use the fitness example. And I use that one a lot too. Like if you want to be a healthy person and your idea of a health fit person, then you need to act like one now. And I know for me, another thing around like healthy people, they also believe every little bit of exercise counts. You also see them walking throughout the day. They embody that same mindset. And I think it goes it's so relative to how we spend our money. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's such an awesome uh, point that you just made. Um, So what's your advice for those who have a goal to be debt-free, but they might feel overwhelmed? 
Cause it's a big thing. Like when we talk about numbers, you know, my debt wasn't as great as yours were. Was we probably had I say seventy two thousand, but that's when we really started paying attention. It was probably more than that. But of your uh, having, you know, three hundred thousand dollars, a person could look at that number and think, oh, they must be rich, or you know, um, they must have this or that, and or that number is too big. I could never even imagine, you know, making that much money, let alone you know, paying off that much money. So what, what advice would you give a person who is looking at that? Like, oh my gosh, it's too overwhelming. I don't know where to start. That's a good question. So I do want to target like, cause I thought in my mind, like if someone told me you, you, you paid $300,000 off in less than three, three years, like that must mean you had $300,000 in those three years. I can even imagine myself having, you know, like all of that stuff shows up. Well, I just want to say something like, Um, we have friends, like we have a friend who is a surgeon, who's been a surgeon for 25 years. Mind you, that's a lot of income coming in in 25 years, who still is not debt free. We have tons of friends that make a bigger income that are still again, not debt free. So the amount of debt is really like not, don't be so wrapped up in the amount of debt exactly. Be more wrapped up and attached to the person that you're becoming, the kind of person you're becoming. So whether your debt is $2,000 or $500,000, you want to be someone who doesn't have any debt. So really start to look at, um, it's it's about, instead of the results, like, you know, like the, the everyday things that you're doing right now, they're leading you to become that kind of person. So the goal is to become a kind of person. I would say instead of thinking about it as like the goal is to be debt free, it's to become a kind of person. And like, what kind of person do you even want to become? You want to be the become the kind of person that is intentional with their money, I imagine. So just really start adopting that kind of mindset and then start thinking, if I was that person that is intentional with my money, regardless the amount of debt that you might have, what does that look like today? This in my everyday and see it as like, ideally, how am I spending my money today right now. And when you can break it down to like by day with habits that you might want to embody, it doesn't feel as overwhelming, I think. I guess that's how I see it. I agree. I agree. I think that that is a really, really good point. And I think that also, um, and it's kind of part of your alpaca analogy um, or acronym. And then also I teach about, you know, clarity, then priorities, then strategy. is to um to do it on your own terms and to and to track your progress to see where you come instead of focusing on where you need to go. And yeah. I think that's really good. That's kind of goes along with what you were saying. It's like, okay, but who am I becoming? Right. So before what decision would I have made but in what decision am I making now? No, I haven't reached my goal, but at the same time, I'm slowly becoming the person. I feel that inner peace, which is what this is all about. Yeah. It's, it's not even about the money. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's about having what you want out of life, whether it is the ability like you guys to pick up and travel, or for me, it's the ability to, if I don't want to work, if I choose to, um, you know, okay, next year I'm going to homeschool my children or whatever I want to do that it's about freedom. It's about living stress-free and it's about having peace with who you are. And again, with the fitness analogy, have you ever heard of something called a non-scale victory? No. So in, when you're losing weight, um, when I was in high school, I lost like 50 pounds. And when you're losing weight, 
it's super easy. Like every week you track, like you kind of did with your money, right? You track and see how much have I lost? How much have I lost? But there's these things called non-scale victories. And it's a victory that you got a side effect of living and being healthier. That doesn't necessarily mean that you met your goal, but it means that you made progress and it's a, it's a side benefit. So even if I haven't lost the 17 pounds that I wanted to reach by this point, I can walk up the stairs without breathing hard because I want to be a person that's fit and I want to be a person who has endurance, right? Or I can put on these jeans that I couldn't put on before. So forget the number, right? I don't even care. I'm super excited that I reached this non-scale victory. And I think that we should do that. And it sounds like you did. And I did too. Um, our, it's funny because I think our personalities are so different that I'm I'm less of an abstract thinker. So I had a debt free like chart, and I would do the little bubbles because I'm like black and white. I need to see. But those non-scale victories were there whenever you catch yourself and you're like, I'm gonna. Well, you know what? I don't need to do that to be happy. I don't need to spend that. I'm gonna, you know, have joy in the little things or pay attention to the little things. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful thing to see a person who they start feeling. Um, that joy and comfort within themselves and they find themselves becoming that person, like you mentioned already, um, even though they haven't met their goal. Yeah, that reminds me of, you know, in my vision course, when I talk about um, when we do goals and Mm -hmm. I'm very much about identity-based goals. Um, The reason why is I go back to like, we can get so attached to the number and being like, it needs to be this way. It needs to happen in this one year if I'm creating this vision board. It's like, no, but what you really care about is actually becoming that person mm-hmm. and get attached to that, get attached mm-hmm. to who you're becoming, not the yeah. end results because everything yeah. we do anyways, we do it because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. So that's yeah. really what we're chasing. We're just chasing a feeling. And if we're trying yeah. to pay off debt right now, you can get wrapped in numbers all day long, but what are you chasing? You're chasing the fact that, you want to feel more abundance. You want to have more freedom in your life to do whatever it is that's most important to you. So it's like, how do you feel those feelings right now? And I'll tell you one way to get freedom is to get some structure around how you're spending money. Structure creates freedom. A lot of people don't think that and they want to like hide away from the structure. Like, no, I don't want to like constrain my life and have it all structured. It's like, that's exactly what's going to give you freedom. It is. Because that way you can look, you can plan ahead. There's so much stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. You can know instead of wondering. You'll have less anxiety because you can literally look at look at your numbers and say, oh, I'm good yeah. or I'm not, and make a plan. For example, if you're going to be short, it's time to sell something. It's time to hustle. It's time to mm-hmm. you know make a little bit of extra money. Or if you have surplus, you can make a plan looking forward and a vision. Your vision is about looking forward. And if you don't know where you're going because you have no idea what your numbers look like, then you don't how know do where you... you are? How can you know where exactly. you're going if you don't know where you are? Exactly. I love it. Well, Angela, um, I'm so happy that you were here today. Um, I appreciate you telling your story, which is so inspiring and kind of teaching us a little bit about um, mindset and how it plays into not only us removing debt from our lives, but becoming the people that, that we truly want to become because that's what this is all about. Okay, guys, that is it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes letting other people know about the show. Um, I know you probably noticed a few changes within the episode. This episode was recorded before um, the brand change from the financial go-getters to mastering her money. If you want to know more about Angela um, Bernard, you can find her at the Intentional Mind Podcast 
on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And she is also on Instagram at Ange Bernard. And she is such an awesome person. Please consider subscribing to her show as well. And I will see you in the next one.